Hi, my name is Melanie, and I am a compulsive overeater. I have been in OA for nine years. I've been abstinent for 34 months. I have 154 pounds released and now maintaining a healthy body weight for the last well over, wow, well over 12 months now. And that is a true miracle for this compulsive eater because you see about 12 years ago, I was well over 600 pounds. I am a gutter drunk of that kind of, of an overeater. And it started quite early. Well, I used to say I would blame my birth weight because I was 11 pounds, five and a half ounces. But I wanted to blame anything and everything because of my eating. But I can, I can still remember my first diet was when I was 10 years old because I had went to the doctor and I was 196 pounds. I wanted my ears pierced, but he wouldn't pierce them until I lost weight. So it only lasted two weeks and I was back at eating again. So it started, the cycle started very, very young with me and continued on all through my adult life until I was 48 years old and I was well over 600 pounds. I, it was at a time in my life that my husband took sick. And I didn't know how I was going to take care of him. And in an effort to help him, I started helping myself because he became diabetic. And I was diabetic. I was on three needles of insulin a day, but I didn't take care of myself. My, I didn't care about me. I had eaten so much sugar. My teeth were rotted out of my head. I had abscesses where I had taken a needle and jab it to get rid of the abscess because I didn't want to go to the doctor nor did I want to go to a dentist. I had had surgeries in the past where I had a hernia where my gut was fully outside the abdominal wall. And I had seen a doctor only about seven months previous to that. And he had said that if I ever ended up in the hospital on the surgical table with a perforation, I'd be dead. They would nothing be able to do, for, do with me. Um, I was in a bad way. My life was totally unmanageable. We went into bankruptcy after my husband took sick for the sum of 40 some thousand dollars. 23 was mine and 22 was his. All our money went to food. Never went to the upkeep of the house. Over two years ago, I had to walk away from that house because the floors were falling in. That was drawing abstinence and I didn't eat over it. That was a miracle. But my eating continued and continued. And even when, after my husband died, I took a fit of transference. And I, I am a binger, but I'm also a restrictor. In the fact that after my husband died, I took a fit of transference and went and lost well over 400 pounds. 200 of it was within nine months. And that was when I went into excessive exercise and excessive restriction, which I wouldn't wish upon anybody because did it fix this compulsive eater? No. Even after losing 400 pounds, I had weight loss surgery because I thought that would seal the deal and I'll never go back. Wrong. 
I went into a big, huge binge after that. And it scared the hell out of me. That's where it landed me at OA. But I ran when I came into OA. Why? Because I felt that I shouldn't have to give up all these things that I heard people giving up. But six years later, I ended up back on OA's door because I realized I am a compulsive eater and I cannot eat certain foods and I can't stop eating them no matter what I've done. I've gone to shrinks, I've gone to psychologists, I've gone to self-help programs, I've had weight loss surgery, I've tried numerous of different kinds of diets. Nothing works for me, nothing. When I read about in the uh, AA Big Book, in the doctor's opinion, it talks about the addict being twofold as in the double whammy. They have the allergy of craving and the compulsion of the mind. And the two together set them apart from anybody other, any other person. That's me. I have an allergy of craving of some certain foods, which I call my alcoholic foods. If I take a bite of them, I'm off to the races and I cannot stop. The compulsion of the mind with it, I can tell myself a whole pile of lies and bullshit to get what I want. Because when I want something, I want it and I want it now and I'll get it. I have a disease of more. And it can be with food and it can be with nail polish. It could be with jewelry. It could be with anything because it's a feel good. I'm an addict. I go to anything that will make me feel good. Why do I need to feel good? For all, most of my life, I didn't want to experience the emotions that I was feeling. They were too uncomfortable. I didn't know how to react to them. So I stuffed them. And I stuffed them with food. And there has been periods I've stuffed it with exercise when I was restricting anything not to deal with it. I'm grateful that I finally came to OA because I found a solution to that problem. When I finally came through the second time, I was desperate. I knew I needed help and I knew I couldn't do it. And I knew that only God could, the God of my understanding. I knew because I had that allergy of craving, there's nothing that I could do about it. So I had to believe in a power outside of myself to do for me what I couldn't do. And I didn't know if I could trust that. But what other alternative did I have? When I regained 169 pounds and my hernia repair had been repaired twice, and if I busted open, the doctor said that I'd be dead. So I was faced, do I not go to OA or do I kill myself? And all I felt of killing myself after the huge binge that I went through, I sat there with the insulin and syringe in my hand wondering how much do I have to take to end this? I was tired of living this way.
the food gets worse. And I know there was many times, oh, well, you know, I could tell myself at 445 sitting on the couch, I said, it's best for me just to stay right where I'm at, not diet anymore. Did that, did that happen? Maintain four, 445? No, it didn't. I gained another 200 pounds. But I believed I could. I could tell myself all kinds of lies. And that's that mental twist that I have. Can I trust God? Can I trust myself? No, I couldn't trust myself. What other alternative did I have? And when I totally surrendered my everything to my higher power, my cravings left me. And I'm grateful for that because, man, when the cravings left, I forgot to eat. Who forgets to eat? Not me. But I did. And I knew that that was a higher power's doing, not mine. But I knew I needed to write my alcoholic foods down. I need to write my behaviors down because the alcoholic foods I could not ever touch again. I needed to make a commitment to my higher power not to touch them. Because if I did, I'd be going backwards because of the craving. I wrote down my, my behaviors because my behaviors can take me to the food as well. And I took those behaviors, incorporated them into my food plan. I chose three meals a day, no in-between eating and no evening eating. And oh, I tried to wiggle this and that into the evening, but I knew myself. I knew that if I had one little tiny thing, I'd end up with a three-course meal. So I had to stick with three meals a day, no in-between. Put my behavior plan in with that. Put the boundaries on things. And then I put the food in its place, put it into action, and turn my focus on the steps. The steps are what recover. And I knew if I didn't get the steps done, I'd be going back to the food. So I worked the steps like my hair was on fire, like my life depended upon it, and I worked them the big book way. I had the steps done in less than a month. And grateful that I recovered and experienced all nine step promises. But I continue to work those steps. It's what I learned in working those steps, especially four through nine, that set me up in my 10 steps, my daily getting rid of those disturbances that build up that will take me back to the food. Now, mind you, when the food those alcoholic foods were out of my system. The emotions, before I started working the steps, the emotions were all over the place. Why? Because I never dealt with my emotions. I stuffed them. And now all of a sudden they were all over the place. The steps helped me deal with it. I learned that my emotions are just emotions. I don't have to react to them. And I found that in my step four, my emotions are connected to my character defects. So when I seen that in my step four, I realized that this is going to help, help me. Because when I feel a certain way, 
when I feel nobody loves me, no one's calling me, I know that that's selfishness, self-pity. I know if I don't clear that away, I'll go down the rabbit hole and I'll be leading into depression and all kind of resentments in the whole nine yards. That will take me to the food. I'm grateful that the steps taught me so much about me. It also raised my self-esteem. Um, self it helped my relationships. It has helped so many things in my life. It's so numerous, I couldn't even list them all within the 15 to 20 minutes that I have. But know that the program does work. And it's a daily working of the steps, living the steps. To have it automatically when you feel that awareness of a character defect coming up. And then with acceptance and humility, know that, hey, I'm not perfect. Things are going to rise up. I don't have to beat myself up, but it's an opportunity for me to learn. Learn what I can do better and move on. I always used to beat myself up. I, I can even remember going on a diet and then you regain, oh, what the hell is the sense and just dive in. I don't, I'm not that way now. My ideas have changed. Old ideas are smashed one day at a time. It's all I have is 24 hours to work this program. And it's working. And I'm grateful for it. Are there bad times? Yeah, there are bad times because that's what life is. I have to accept life on life's terms. People die, people get sick. And I can even get mad. But I know I have the 12 steps to turn things around so it doesn't end up as a resentment and me wanting to chew the arsehole out of somebody. Because that's the way that I am. I'm human. And you, you get around people, people can irritate. But that irritation is a character defect that tells me, okay, I got to clear this out. Because if I don't, I'll be going back to the food. That buildup takes me back to the food. Why? Because I'm a compulsive overeater. I'm never cured. I'm only recovered for today. And it's with that daily connection with my higher power. I leaned into my higher power when I started working them steps. If he's to do for me what I can't do, and I, I call him him, God, he can change in a moment because he's pretty good like that. It's whatever power is outside of yourself. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter to me. And if you're having trouble, you can borrow mine. Because, you know, you need a power outside of yourself. It works. Holy cow, does it work. For struggling in the food for 57 years. And finally being able to live this way for 34 months. Oh, my God. Thank God. Not, no insanity. And like I said, there are times when I begin to, oh, wow. Okay. What is it that I need to do? Take that pause. Melanie, it's 15 minutes. You got five left. Okay, thank you. 
I take that pause and I work through the steps and clear it away. And it gives me peace. This past summer, I had a friend. She was a good friend, about 15, 20 years that we had met online and then met each other because she just lived in the next province. She was a compulsive eater too, but she didn't want to do anything about it. She, she said she wasn't ready. Her compulsive eating led her to the hospital for almost two years to where the point she's now dead. When she finally wanted to do something, her body had given up. She called me when I was away on vacation this, this past August and wanted to say goodbye. That was very hard. I allowed myself to feel those feelings and never once did food come into play. And that's what program has done for me. I still miss her and I allow myself to cry because that's what grief is. I'm human and I'm not gonna, not gonna get rid of those emotions. I now have a way to deal with them. I have a way to deal with life on life's terms and be at peace with it, even in the hard times. And that feels so much easier than the insanity that I had with food. Know that there is hope. There was hope for this compulsive eater who was once over 600 pounds. And there's hope for you. Program does work when I work it and I'm worth it and so are you. Acceptance is the answer to all of my problems today. When I'm disturbed, it's because I find some person, place, thing or situation, some fact of my life unacceptable to me and I can find no serenity until I accept that person, place, thing or situation as being exactly where it's supposed to be. Nothing, absolutely nothing happens in God's world by mistake. The three A's, acceptance or awareness, acceptance and action. Action is where it's at. If nothing changes, nothing changes. It takes a lot of work, it takes a lot of action. But with that comes change. How bad do you want it, Melanie? I wanted it. And I took action. I hope you do too. And I think I'm supposed to choose a topic. I think acceptance is a pretty good one. I have a sign behind me to learn that when I was first absent. I knew I needed something physical or something visual to train my brain. And I got one of those pegboards and put acceptance is the answer to all of my problems today. And I put it on my counter. And every bloody time I was doing dishes, it would hit up against it and the things would fall over the place. And, you know, I would take a fit and curse like a sailor. And I'd stop and say, hold on a minute. I put it there. I hit it. Own it, Melanie. And I'd pick those letters up and put them back in. 
I hit it now and I don't curse. There's a re if I do something, I own up to it. It has taught me acceptance. Whatever happens, it's okay. Nothing happens in God's world by mistake. It's to teach me if I'm willing to learn. <laughs>